0: and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us, and enjoy today's show.
1: Hello, how are you? This is us, Rich and Michael. We're here today. This is Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, ACT, Action, Leaders, ACT. Please, do something. Good great. do something. Take some action. (laughs) And what we're encouraging you to do to take smarter action every single day. ACT also stands for and cultural transformation. Leaders, if you understand the dynamics of cultural transformation, you understand that that cult, uh, cultural transformation begins with your own personal transformation as a leader. So what is transformation all about? Well, there's all sorts of mystical, crazy stuff. we am going to address more practical, applicable things that you can actually do. But it is when you take a look at it, it is a turnaround from self-limiting beliefs driven by fears and doubts to a new perception of growth, growth mindset, development, nurturing yourself. And as you nurture yourself, it doesn't mean baby. We're not we're not talking about babying people here, are we, Rich? No, absolutely not. We're talking about how do you actually nurture yourself so that you grow into that leader that that is really within you. So that's what this transformation is. Stop looking at the fears, the doubts, we'll come over here, look at the great stuff, and let's move towards that rather than all that junk that we kind of drag around. So, Rich Baron, my partner, I'm Michael Bailey, as I said, here we are, Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. We are going to talk about this very interesting thing, lead out with that. What's the quote that you came across that just really touched you and motivated you and lit you up?
0: It 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 did in, in more ways than one. And let me read this to you. It's by a, a gentleman by the name of William Faulkner. And it goes as follows. You cannot swim for new horizons until you have courage to lose sight of the shore. And that, for me, has a lot of different meanings. It really kind of struck home. Number one, and I, I've told you about this, Michael, I, I actually have a fear of deep water you know, and, and, uh, an actual fear. And, uh, even to the point where in a, in a vacation to Hawaii, some, uh, a few years ago, um, went on this, this shark adventure going out in a boat and getting in this cage. And, you know, I didn't want my family to know that I was afraid to, to do this. They wanted to do it. And going out there, one of the things that helped me avoid getting in the water was I never asked how deep it was. I did not want to know. I wanted to spend time doing this. So that was my work around, you know, afterwards getting in the cage and seeing these sharks and, and and you know, seeing my family really have a great time, then getting out and finding out, you know, how deep it was. But I, I think from from a leadership standpoint, Michael, this has more meaning than we realize. I think more opportunity to really dive into what are our fears? What holds us back? How do we get through those? And so you had some great ideas around this.
1: Let me share with the folks too, a couple of things that I had, that, 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 that deep visceral fear that's triggered. I was visiting some uh, somebody I knew. In fact, there's two different times. Uh, if somebody was in jail, I'd visited them a number of times. But I'd been under this, a lot of pressure at some point, And I was visiting this individual in jail and I guess all that pressure kind of just snapped my brain. And all of a sudden I was in a world of hurt. I felt like I was just in a claustrophobic state of mind where the walls were coming in on me. And it caught me by surprise. It wasn't that I, oh, I got this kind of tent. It completely knocked me on my butt. I had no idea, it was a snap. And I remember thinking, I just have to get out of here. I just got to get out of here now and uh, let them know we're leaving now and i said we got to go now that the oh, this the how oh, to word the torment of just going through these several locked doors just if i could just make it to the next one the next one, it was horrific but i also knew that i had to go back i couldn't let it get me and i did go back and i had to do some very specific things to get me through that so that it didn't control me the other time i went to see somebody in prison prison and jail are very very different I mean, I had to go down this long concrete corridor deep inside and, you know, all this stuff. I mean, it was even hairier. There are times that we must do things that we don't want to do. So much of it like I want to do this or I don't want to do that. You know, there are just times that we must do these things. What is it when you take a look at it, what must be in place for us to get us through those difficult things? Let's take a look at, we're going to talk about the specifics. We mentioned the idea of those swimmers that cross the the English Channel, right? I mean, they're not out there swimming by themselves. They do a whole lot of preparation, a whole lot of training. They go through a whole bunch of stuff to get themselves to that point.
0: Oh, and even then, yeah, absolutely, they're still
1: going. As you pointed out, they're not alone. Who's with them?
0: Generally speaking, and and not having done this, but watching this, you know, because I have a lot of admiration for the people who can. Mentally and physically prepare themselves to do something like this, but like you said, they don't do it alone. They have a support crew, and it's usually in that case a group, a boat that's going alongside them to offer support, offer you know anything they might need to get to, to complete this this task. This and I'm sure for a lot of people this is like a one of those bucket list things where I'm going to go swim the, the English Channel. Well. Any anytime you do anything like that, you've got to have that support. You you know, that those people in your life that's supporting you and right there by your side. Same thing for business. Same thing as, as a coach, same thing as a leader. You cannot face the challenges of business today alone. If you did, you you'd just auger in. That'd be it. You'd be done. But it's all about surrounding yourself with those people who have the same vision as you do that can help support each other to get to their goal.
1: What you just said there is really important. There's a, there's a, a distinction we want to make about people that you surround your, yourself with and give you support. There are two, maybe three distinct groups. There are the people around you that, frankly, just, you know, whatever you do is fine. There are going to be another group of people who say, yeah, just, you know, you're okay with, with where you are. Let's not take too many chances. Uh, let's don't go too far or too deep in the water here. You know, let's not go too deep underground, you know, that kind of stuff. And those, 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 two, those first two groups are not going to be necessarily very proactive and actively supportive of your change and development. In fact, that second group would almost prefer that you didn't change. They would prefer that you didn't grow. Because if you're growing and you're developing, that kind of makes them look like, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't look like a slouch. You know? I don't want to do that. I don't want to. so they, they're kind of this whole thing we've talked about before. It's the whole thing, crabs in the basket. Just stay in this basket with us. Don't go beyond that because then we have a feeling that we could also do it. We don't want to do it. The yes. third group is the most important. And those are people, um, and I can even break those down into two different groups. One is those people that know you, like you, are, want to encourage you, and want the best for you. Now, that's going to be a fairly small group of people. They know you, okay? Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then they really want the best for you. And they're going to be encouraging and cheering you on and all that kind of stuff. Then there's an even smaller group. If you take a look, if you have if you have one, two, three, even if you have one person in your life that not only knows you, Likes you, supports you, and encourages you, but understands you. Most people do yes. not understand you. If you have somebody in your life that really understands you, you are a wealthy person. You've got two of them or three of them, and you are just like in a different place. You want the people surrounding you or that you surround or you bring in close to you to bring in, to be in that one or two group, sharing you on, encouraging you. They like you, they know you, they, you know, they really have a relationship with you. If you got one or two out there that are just like, man, I get who you are. I understand. I know I know why you work the way you work. And I, I get that. I, I'm here for you to have it. You want to work that out. Now, with that said, let's take a look at some of the nuts and bolts here. Number one, to take on those kind of deep fears and challenges that we're talking about here, that kind of assistance. Number one, you must have the tools. You must have tools about how does this actually work? What do I actually do? I had, for instance, I had the t- several tools I was using when I went back into the jail. These are tools that I use. I never used them in this particular way, but I knew how to use them, right? The other thing is you've got to have a level of skills in terms of how to use those skills. Um, then you also have to have the self-discipline to use those skills again and again and again so that they develop into habits. They must become habits for you. Then, as you were saying, we must have that support group. That's around us, yes, encouraging yes. us. You know, say, I know it's tough, but you know, we, we believe in you. We think you're great. Well, we, we don't get this handled. And then some ability to, to track it. So it's just not a hit and miss thing. So it's not just like, well, I think it's more of a real discipline of tracking it. So those are the things that you got to take a look at. And so let's just start there, those, those, those items. And then we'll talk about taking it to that next level. So tools, skills, self discipline, habits, support. And the ability to track, what would you like to address there, Rich? I think the support,
0: uh, I I think it's important. And we often hear about leaders who surround themselves with yes people. Now, these are those, the the imposter syndrome that people that suffer from the overconfidence effect, they want people around them who's going to bolster them up. Yes, yes, that's good. You know, just keep doing that. That's fine. You know, you are awesome. You look great today. That kind of thing. <laughs> and, and, but we hear about, about being the smartest person in the room. And I, it's not about being the smartest person in the room. It's about surrounding yourself with people who have knowledge about certain things, knowledge and expertise in certain things. It doesn't mean they're smarter than you, it means they have more knowledge and expertise about certain things. Those are the people you want to surround themself, your, yourself with. And at the same time, like you mentioned, there has to be a support group. They have to be able to believe in what you're doing, or maybe believe in the vision of the organization together as a group, focused on one goal, uh, you know, down in the future, whatever that might be. And having those people that have specific expertise and knowledge about different aspects of what you're going to be facing and can teach you or guide you. As you 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 work together. I think that support group's incredibly important. And it it doesn't have you don't have to be the propeller head in the room. That's not what it's about. It's about surrounding yourself with the right talent, the right people who you know you can work with together, but also have that expertise in those areas that you're gonna come across.
1: Absolutely. Your talent leaders is not about being the smartest person. Your talent leaders is all about getting the right people in the right places so that you can get that information and know how to coordinate the individuals and the team to get the maximum use of their time, their talents, their energies and what they're doing, their work. That's your talent. You, and if you I'm going to tell you, if you if you if you feel like you've got to be one of those leaders that already knows everything, you are BSing yourself into a diaper. That is just <laughs> not, not true. That it's not true. I don't care how smart you are. You don't know everything. And I like what Rich said. They can be around you to work with you and also to teach you, which means you must be teachable. Yes. Because if you think you know it all, you can't be taught anything. And then you just stick yourself at that place. Then you stick your entire team. You stick your entire organization and put it called, it's called putting a cap on it. So the dynamics of being a leader are being smart enough to know that you're not that smart smart enough to know how to use the talent in such a way and learn from your team to get the most out of your team. So let's take a look at this. As as we have worked with people uh, and dealing with their self-limiting beliefs and their fears, their doubts, um, the ability to be objective about yourself is, is a fantasy. It's a vanity. You cannot be objective with yourself. It's impossible. It's just not possible. You may have some pretty good insights, have some pretty good critical thinking abilities, but you can't see it all from where you are. You can't see where you are from where you are. You need somebody on the outside to see you from where you are. That's what that is. So this idea of getting help, getting training, is that you must have somebody who's skillful enough to help you develop the skills that are necessary for you. You must have a level of uh, accountability Yes. You must have some honest feedback, even when you don't want to hear it. I was working with a little gal the other day, and it was so obvious that she is so conflicted in who it is that she wants to be. She espouses to, to live by one code of conduct, conduct, and she lives by another one. And she and then she wonders why she's always having these crises. And see, that's a person at this point, unless she decides to be honest, she will always be in crisis.
0: Yes, that's a decision.
1: And the same is true of leaders. If you are not willing to be honest with yourself, if you are in crisis now, and you're not willing to be honest enough to say, this crisis, to a large extent, is my making. I must own it. And now it's up to me to do something about it. But if you're going to play the victim, if you point the finger to everybody else, nobody on this earth can help you. They just can't. They can't. So it's... So it's that honesty of saying, I really can't do it all by myself. And now that opens up a door to real new growth possibilities. That's what Rich and I do. We do the training with groups, with organizations, with teams. And we also do the coaching for the individuals, for the individual who needs it. And I'm going to tell you right now, and Rich is going to expand on this. If you think you don't need coaching on that individual level, then you don't understand what your individual growth needs are because I'll tell you right now, you don't. The fact is you don't. There are assessments that we can show you that will show you things about, yeah, I knew that already. Well, good, I'm glad you had that much self-awareness. The other thing you'll go like, oh, oh, I, I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, and that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. And there'll be other areas like, yeah, I know that's where I'm not so great. Then there'll be other areas where you didn't know that you're not so great. So there's these, this scotoma, as we talked about this before, this. I just can't see it. You must be able to see it all in a kind of a whole picture so that you can address it all. So you can tackle it forthright and not just kind of piecemeal it. So Rich, go down that road. We've got, we talked about this even yesterday about how how assessments can help you to start seeing yourself in a new light, in a new way so that you can go after and tackle this stuff and really develop yourself as a leader.
0: Great example of, of this just from this morning, um, working with a group of coaches, and this gentleman is, is from India, and he said one of his clients called him and said, Hey, my office is flooded. I, you know, what do I do? And this this particular person happened to have a business that provided blood on a daily basis to the different hospitals. So this gentleman in this group, his advice to him was quit focusing on the flood and focus on getting your customers taken care of. What's it going to take? That kind of goes back to, you know, we we talk about these assessments, Michael. And when you ask somebody, what kind of leader are you? Generally, it comes back to, well, I'm good with people. Okay, great. How? That's what we do is we help you turn that focus away from the flood to how are you going to really improve, you know, the the lives of the people around you, those people around you. And that comes by learning what kind of leader you truly are. These these assessments, this first assessment that we do is really an inner core assessment. And that's where it starts from your elements of your, your character your values, your beliefs and how they all impact those things that people see in us as a leader. But you cannot start down that path until you understand what type of style and 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 strengths and gaps that you truly have. And I'm not talking about a, a DISC assessment. I'm not talking about Myers-Briggs. Those are great assessments, but they peg you into a, a, one one type of person, one type of coach. They're good to reinforce the inner core type assessments, but you you've got to really understand who you are first, and that takes some vulnerability because a lot of these people we work with, Michael, they're gone. Like I never knew, I never knew how what type of leader I was. Well, yeah, you impact people, but how? In what way? In what talent do you use? And and how confident are, are you? Even more so. That's as as Equally important or more important, how confident are you in that particular leadership style?
1: It's an interesting thing that you bring up about, I'm a good people person. Yeah. If you take a look at, there's some, some things that people generally look at in terms of how they identify themselves. I'm a good people person. I am a good problem solver. I am good at driving results. I'm good at helping people to uh, see new possibilities yeah, just some of those main kind of traits. So here's the deal, folks. the The real truth is when you get down to being a people person, there are probably nine to ten different kinds of ways to be really good with people. Yeah, oh yeah. there's probably nine to ten different ways to be a great problem solver. There's probably nine or ten ways that you can uh, help people see things in a new way. So what what I wanted you to see here is, what kind of person are you when you talk about being good with people? Because there's a whole array of possibilities of how you do that, or problem solving, or creating a new vision, or being able to drive results. There's a whole array of doing things. It's kind of like saying, um, well, uh, I, I like the color red, okay? Or I like the color green or blue. Well, if you're an artist, you know that there are so many variations on green, red, or blue. It's it's, it's not just a color. There's many, many, many different shades of that color. That's what great leaders understand. They understand it's not just blue. There's all these variations, not just green or red or brown or whatever. There's all these variations. And a great leader is able to really focus in on what's the particular variation of that color that is necessary at this point in time, and then use it in the right way at the right moment on that particular painting. That's what they're expert at. That's why they're so good at it. Same thing is true with leadership. What kind of people leadership is necessary for you in this situation? Because if you pick the wrong one, it's going to go awry. It's going to blow up on you, or it's going to go nowhere, or you're going to sink the ship. But if you know the right entry point of this is the kind of people, relationship stuff I need to do at this point in time, makes all the difference. Absolutely. So that's what we're talking about. It's that skill, the skill of seeing it, skill of being able to go do something with it, to actually apply it and keep going until things work, till they get turned around. And it's that discipline of keep swimming, but we're here in the boat. We're with you. We're giving you the nutrition. We're giving you the water. We're giving you the direction. We're giving you the assistance you need to get you across the channel. That's what we're talking about here.
0: Absolutely. And it goes back to that analogy that I I heard today. Instead of being one of those 75% of the global leaders that are in trouble focusing on the flood, we teach you how to focus on the, the, the most important aspects of who you can become.
1: Or they take what you took earlier, but I don't have to keep looking to see where the, the land is. Yeah. I, I don't, don't want to be too far that. away from the land. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay to go out into deep water here. Yeah. So, because I've got, I know, got my, again, I got my, I got skills, I got my tools, I got the self-discipline, I got the habits, and I got the support, and I've got the accountability to get me there.
0: Okay. So get a hold of us. We would love to help you with these assessments. We would love to help you find out exactly what kind of leader you are and where your potential can be. You know, uh, when you do that, the next version of yourself is going to be the best one ever. And then the that just keeps compounding forward and forward once you understand where your strengths and gaps lie. So get a hold of us michaelbailey.com m a i k e l bailey.com rich baron uh you can find us on LinkedIn and um, we have all sorts of stuff on our websites so it's going to show you uh, and uh, show you exactly what we're talking about and how we can help you so uh looking forward to hearing from you and uh until then take care of each other that's what it's about
1: all right that's excellent Yep, leaders, lead well. Remember, leaders, you are the energy that brings the synergy to your team to make things possible that now seem impossible. All the best.
0: With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.